shout out to our sponsors at IconBet. Open source, decentralized gaming, no deposits, play straight from your wallet. IconBet, made by the players, for the players. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Ion Icon, where we go around the entire Icon ecosystem and bring you all the latest and greatest news. And with me, as always, is Icon Graffer, our co-host. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? Good, man. Good. Um, we just come off a great uh, community sessions. We had, uh, you know, quite a lot of people in there, along with a lot of um, different members of various P-Rep teams. It was great to see. It was a good turnout. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, we, we switched, you know, we've been doing these, or I guess you more so than I, but I've uh, been doing them on Twitter uh, with some good success, but this time kind of switched over to Telegram. Um, it seemed nice because there was a lot, I think a lot more people were kind of hovering around Telegram usually. And so it's really easy to just kind of, you know, if you're already in the channel, the Ion Icon channel, which if you're not in there, you should be. Um, but when you're in there, it's easy to just kind of click on a button and, and click join and it seems more stable also. Um, so I think, I think we had a little bit better participation than we had, uh, on some of the Twitter ones. So that was certainly nice to see. Um, and it sounds like we'll probably keep doing that in that way, um, moving forward. Yeah. Look, I think um, we had some issues. Uh, Hideki, for example, he was meant to be in the session, couldn't chat. He kept getting kicked out of the group. I don't know. I'm trying to work through wh why this was happening, but um, I may disable some of the bots that are security bots in there just, just while the calls, future calls are on. But um, look, we did record it. Uh, we will release it later on after the news. We want to make sure we get the news out, obviously, because it's fresh. Um, I think uh, Icon Grapher, the first things first, we, uh, we've we broken tradition and we haven't spoken about markets. What's going on in the markets? I haven't looked this oh, morning. Oh, right. Yeah, we're in, uh, I mean, we've been hovering around the 150-ish range, but then we broke it the other day, so that was certainly exciting. Still feels like we're in that two steps forward, one step back pattern. Um, you know, I think there's some people who feel like Bitcoin's losing a little bit of momentum. Um, and but I don't so I don't know, again, not the not the charting type or anything like that, just kind of passing along what I've seen. Um, but <clears throat> everything's been kind of stable the last couple of days here. I guess it dipped a little bit yesterday. Um, but uh, you know, still in that in that one fifty ish range. So certainly nice to be, you know, every time we talk, it's like we're kind of ten cents higher, set a new little uh, little step up. So hopefully by the time we're next talking next time, you know, we're on 160-ish and then 170-ish, something like that, and just keep moving in that uh, gradual direction as we get closer and closer to BTP and all the other fun stuff that's coming down the pipeline. Um, not And not to exclude the other, the fun stuff that we just got, uh, especially as far as Ohm is concerned, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but, you know, uh, I think, you know, relative to where we were a couple months ago, um, you know, things are moving in the right direction market-wise. Yep, agree. Look, uh, a little bit of volatility, but not like insane. You know, it's just it's just ranging. It's good. It's good. Um, yeah, it's it's just on the it's it's not quite in the boring zone. Yeah, uh, but it does it does feel like it's getting there. With um, but that's totally fine. Yeah, cool. Okay, well let's jump in. Ohm, we've finally launched. It's finally happened. Yeah, and I, you know, it seems like I, I didn't really see too many people, you know, there weren't any, you know, bugs or major errors or anything like that, that I had to see that kind of had to get addressed or corrected. You know, I think with, with balance, there were a couple little hiccups uh, during their first first few hours and first couple of days, nothing major. But again, um, there were a little bit of uh, issues here and there, which is, you know, kind of the expectation for things like this. But it was nice. Ohm really didn't have much. Um, I, had a, <clears throat> I had a very small issue when I was trying to do a transaction, but it got, you know, kind of just 
fixed within five minutes. Um, and so very, very smooth, I think, um, you know, other people might have had a different experience, but just generally from my experience and what I saw from others uh, worked pretty well. Um, I think the UI, you know, we've, we've been aware of the UI uh, for a while now, obviously, as you know, you put together a really helpful video um, a little while back on the testnet version, just kind of showing how it works. So I think it's, I think it's pretty easy to figure out um, pretty quickly. You know, I, I saw a couple of people mention that they felt balanced was a little more um, intuitive, but I think it's just related to, you know, the two, the two types of models of uh, how the platform works just being different. You know, there was, there were some um, people expressed that they, you know, it would have been nice to have, you know, where it says the risk percentage on when you take out loans to show like a price point of where, you know, where your liquidation would occur and things like that. Uh, but as we would learn on our community session, which we'll be releasing uh, subsequent to this episode. So if you listen to this one, you, there's a chance the community session isn't out yet. They basically said that because there's so many different assets that you can uh, borrow and loan against uh, and collateralize with that it was hard to, to incorporate the actual, you know, singular price, which makes sense. So that's why there's that percentage sign. So it, you know, little things like that. And I think people, you know, they gotten very used to the balance experience and we'll have to kind of, you know, uh, adjust and recognize that this is a different platform with different, I don't say rules, but certainly different structure. Uh, and so, um, you know, that'll be, uh, pe people, people will certainly adjust and, and get really familiar with it really quick. I think, um, you know, I've, I, you know, borrowing, uh, or supplying collateral went really easy. Uh, borrowing, borrowing was really easy. Um, and, you know, I think what everyone's, you know, I think in, uh, as we record now, we're about, uh, four and a half hours away from the, uh, OM accumulation period starting. So mm -hmm. the distribution won't start until the 31st. Uh, but the actual, you know, if you use the platform, you'll start being rewarded for it uh, in about four and a half hours from when we're recording now. So by the time you're listening, it'll probably be live. Um, and so, and I think, you know, when people, I something that I've noticed is people, like when they first got on, they saw, you know, oh, 0.01%, 0.04% APY. And they remember when they first started balanced it, it was like 18,000 or whatever, you know, something, something crazy. It's obviously nowhere near that now, you know, now it's depending on what you're doing. It's in the, you know, the 40 to 50 to maybe 90% range. I think that's the highest it goes. Um, so we don't have an APY yet beyond just what you're earning on the interest uh, or paying on the interest. Uh, and when the ohm tokens go live, they still won't show the APY. You'll see how many ohm tokens you're getting, but because there are no ohm pools live yet, because there's no ohm token yet, uh, there was there will not be an own price, so it's you can't calculate what the yield is in terms of dollar values uh, without knowing what the price of the asset that is being rewarded is. So um, I know there will probably you know be some questions about that when people log on. They say, hey, you know, I'm getting my own, but it still doesn't. It shows only shows you know 0.02 percent or whatever it is. Um, obviously, that's on the ICF side of things. The uh, the the percentages on the stable coins are much higher. Uh, in particular, uh, USDS, I believe, uh, which is uh, what are you able to see what it's at now, Fez? Uh, the uh, total. So we've got yeah the the APY on the on the borrow. Yeah, I've the... got it. Yep. So on USDS, we've got um, seventy six to supply. So you would earn seventy six percent interest on what you supply. Oh wow! And if, if you went to borrow, it's at ninety six percent at the moment, um, and yeah. that's so, without the um, rewards. Yeah, so you know, definitely better to be a supplier than a borrower in that situation. Um, it's one of those things where there's, you know, it's there's not a whole lot of USDS floating around necessarily, 
And so, um, you know, that's why it's a bit more of a tighter market. Obviously, there's plenty of SICX floating around there. So plenty of people are able to, to supply it uh, and, and borrow it, uh, whereas it's a much more rare asset uh, thus far just because people are still in the process of, of trying out Bridge, minting it, all that other good stuff. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch play out as we get more and more into the system. Um, and of course, you know, by by the time the OMM rewards come out, we'll also start getting the various pools um, as far as, um, you know, the uh, OMM slash SICX pool, as well as two pools for the two stable coins as well. I think those will be interesting because, you know, theoretically they should be the same price. Uh, you know, if, if one stable coin, if, if OM is valued at, you know, a dollar, 50 on one stable coin, it should be valued the same on the other. And so if the pools are out of line, you know, there's profit to be made if people are able to hop between them. So that'll be good for transactions and just, you know, having multiple opportunities to, to sell different things. Um, and so, you know, it, it's kind of exciting because it's, it starts as a very basic product, um, but it adds a lot of features very quickly. Uh, as far as those pools and things that are concerned, they're also going to be pretty quickly, uh, at implementing the feature where you can utilize your own holdings to decide which P reps the uh, pool funds go toward, uh, which is certainly nice, something that is being planned for balanced as well. Um, and there will be also pools in balanced uh, for the assets that are being generated on uh, OM. So we got we got the launch of one, you know, obviously complete birth, but that process has, you know, stimulated kind of a new phase of growth for balance in terms of the different assets and different ways to earn yield on that platform. So it's a nice, like nice little synergy between the two um, and the teams, you know, they've, they've worked closely together uh, just to make sure that, you know, as, as one platform does well, the other one also does well and vice versa. Mm. And so that's how, you know, that's how a DeFi ecosystem really starts to grow. Yeah. Look, I, I think I've got it on screen and I've been clicking and, um, I thought in my tutorial and stuff, I didn't really cover this. And some basics that I've really seen people ask uh, around is when you focus on uh, ICX icon, for example, ICX, I should say, um, you've got very low um, supply and uh, borrowing percentages, right? Now, uh, something to keep in mind is this is paid on top of your staking rewards, okay? So we, we know when you put ICX in, it converts it to SICX and whatever SICX you hold, say it's a thousand, every day it grows in value. You don't see that number growing. However, the interest that you earn on OM on top of the staking rewards will actually um, add to your SICX. So there's a bit a bit of a difference there, something to keep in mind. So this is on top of the staking rewards, which is fantastic. Um, Stably, I'm looking at that now. Yes, keep in mind, the reason why this percentage is so high is you can see that there are more people wanting to borrow USDS and that's how this percentage fluctuates, right? When you supply, if there was like 100 million um, Stably USDS and only someone borrowing $1, there would literally be no interest being paid to all the people who supplied because there's no demand. Um, but that's where it comes from. It's not new money that's being minted to pay for the interest. It's just from the borrowers they're paying to to you know borrow essentially. Um, and there's a and there's a spread there between you know I think you said what was it 75 versus 95 something yeah. like that. So there's a 20 percent spread there, um, and that is actually one of the ways that the pro, the 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 platform generates revenue um, internally. You know just how there's transaction fees and things like that on balanced. Uh, Part of the ways, one of the ways that OM generates revenue is by taking that that difference between the two uh, and utilizing it for the platform. Um, 
you know, there's no, um, there's no mechanism formally to redistribute uh, platform revenue to token holders at this point in time. Uh, but I think similar to balance, something like that will likely be implemented in the future. I don't think they've formally said anything like that, but I think that's, I would be surprised if that's not eventually what happens. I don't know what the timeline would be on that necessarily, but you know, obviously if you're a token holder and you're hoping that happens, then you can understand why that, that 20% spread or whatever the spread happens to be between the two uh, is beneficial because, you know, if you do the math, say there's, you know, 10 million in, in assets being uh, borrowed out and there's 20% spread uh, that's, you know, 200, you know, if it's, let's see. Yeah. If it's 10 million being lent out, that's $2 million that the, the, if I did my math right, that the platform is generating in revenue uh, over the course of a year. So um, just something to keep in mind. Yep. No, it's good. It's a good call out. And, um, uh, the final one now, keeping in mind, yesterday's is the uh, moving from your bank into, um, you know, the protocol, and that's how it means USDS. Using, using a using bridge. Using bridge, yep. And then um, USDC, which is iUSDC. So I've actually seen this. Why? What's this? Why has it got an I? Again, USDC is USDC moved across from Ethereum via Orbit Bridge. So anything that gets transferred from Ethereum via Orbit Bridge has an I on it. That's why we have iUSDC. And if you go into the icon tracker, you'll notice iEth, iDai, and all these other coins that um, you can transfer over. However, again, unless there's some reason to use it on icon what's the point so um we can see that iusdc clearly has some utility because not only can you now migrate it across and use it here to supply earn interest borrow other coins you can also um i think any moment now the pair that icon graphic was talking about as well will be listed on um a pair for BNUSD and IUSDC. So you'll be able to now swap BNUSD to IUSDC and come and earn interest if that's what you desire. Um, keep in mind though, this particular pool initially, uh, it is a stablecoin pool, so there's no IL. However, there's if there's not a lot of liquidity, you need to be careful at the start when you're trying to move across, especially if you've got all this BNUSD and you're thinking, well, I might as well swap it to USDC and earn some interest. Well, just make sure that uh, sufficient liquidity is in the pool to be able to handle the trade so you don't lose out on slippage so just some things to keep in mind there but exciting to see overall this stuff is evolving it's good to see that this pair is come about so quickly um you will get a little bit of a bonus again on the community session scott talks about um this particular pair and incentivizing it a, a little um via the balance token which is a win-win because all of a sudden you got no IL and you're getting perks of the balance token by just putting a stable coin in in there. So um, yeah, I'm quite excited about that pool, quite honestly, I can graph Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, it's uh, the only issue is, yeah, a, if there's you know a lot of not a lot of liquidity at the beginning point, then you're gonna you know you could end up paying a dollar ten to purchase a dollar, uh, which is obviously not ideal. Mm. Um, and also, you know, if you're trying to move a whole lot at once, um, you know, there's also transaction fees within balance itself. They're not major or anything like that. But if you're trying to trade, you know, a larger amount of money, uh, you couldn't end up taking a bit of a haircut there. So between the slippage and between the transaction fee, uh, it's not it's not a clean, you know, total one to one exchange. Uh, but that being said, it's pretty close. And uh, as, as alluded to, there is uh, very little chance of a permanent loss because even if there is an imbalance like that slippage, it'll probably pretty quickly get rectified by uh, arbitrage traders. Um, and so there, yeah, there's a, re it's, it's nice to have that incentive. It's a, it's a low risk play to 
place your stable coins. Uh, but the incentives that are likely going to be there in terms of the balance you receive are also going to be low just because, you know, there's not much risk. So um, nonetheless, it's a nice option for, you know, if you've just got some some stable coins sitting there doing nothing, like maybe you have some BNUSD that you took out a loan, uh, at the very least you could stick them in there and earn some balance without much um, without much impermanent loss risk mm-hmm. or virtually virtually no impermanent loss risk. But there's never entirely riskless, but relative to everything else, uh, it'll be pretty pretty impossible. Yeah, look, you know, uh, once we have equality as well, um, we won't have that much of an issue, right? Correct. Uh, so, Correct. Uh, there you go. Inside scoop, I can graphically got anything for us? <laughs> uh, nothing, nothing, nothing new to report this time. Uh, things are things are moving in a nice pace in a nice direction. I'll say that. Um, and so, hopefully, we'll have some have some goodies here soon. But uh, for the time being, I'm 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 quiet. Cool. Okay, well, the last thing, just to make sure, yes, today is the drop for, um, I guess, when you start getting home tokens. And as Iconographer mentioned, uh, you will not notice your APYs reflect this because the actual pools don't uh, get listed till the 31st of August. So obviously, until OM has a price, that APY wouldn't come into the equation. So yeah. just keep and that in mind. The, the rewards will start accruing. Hmm. So it'll start tabulating. But the actual, you won't be able to claim the actual token itself until the 31st. And that's when the, the pools will launch as well. So you'll be able to sit there and see how much OM you will be earning um, when that first distribution happens. But you won't be able to claim it uh, for a few days here. Yeah, and, and you'll, you'll hear this in the community sessions as well. So um, they cover it off. Uh, we cover it off well there, so we'll leave it for that. Okay, um, I think, is there anything else I can go for we want to touch on with OM? No, I think uh, we covered a good amount. I think if people want to hear more, a bit more in depth uh, and learn a bit more, um, definitely listen to that community session when it drops. Yep. Great. Okay. So next up, what have we got? Uh, so I guess, you know, we, we couldn't talk to, we couldn't talk about OM without talking about balanced. Uh, I think it was last week, maybe the week before that, uh, we discussed the boosted balanced BALN proposal, uh, essentially to kind of, Give a brief summary. Uh, it's a mechanism that allows you to stake uh, your balance token over a, a determined period of time, ranging from a month to four years. And the longer you do, uh, the more of a boost you get on the liquidity you're providing uh, and the rewards you earn. So the incentives are towards locking it for as long as possible, um, just to maximize everything you could potentially earn. Um, and so, uh, again, I would encourage you to read Scott's proposal if you had a really more in-depth perspective on it um but that that passed uh pretty overwhelmingly well in the 90 percentile um so that's really nice to see i think he said it'll take about eight weeks i hopefully i have that correct with other features that are in the pipeline uh to implement so we'll have to be a little bit patient there but nonetheless something nice to see and of course with one proposal being passed another one has been uh put up and this one is essentially a proposal to beef up the dow fund um, and so what this will do is it, it'll shift around a little bit the, the inflation distribution allocation of the BALN token. Uh, it'll um, take away a bit less uh, from a couple of categories, uh, primarily the one of them being the um, borrowing, uh, just because, you know, it's already free to borrow. Why do we necessarily need to incentivize people to do it, uh, especially when you can do other stuff with that borrowed asset? Uh, and a couple other categories as well. Um, I don't know if you have it open in front of you, but I can't remember off the top yep. of my head what they are. Um, um, and so uh, basically, you know, 
beefing up the DAO fund allows for more flexibility for the for the protocol. You know, there's an opportunity that down the road, you can decide, oh hey, you know, let's reward, uh, let's let's pay back from the some, from the DAO fund. Let's give it a little extra uh, boost to our current balance holders or or the boosted balance holders, uh, and give them an allocation. Or you can say, okay, let's put a temporary boost on this liquidity pool because we think you know drive some incentives here. So take some of the BALN from the from the DAO fund. Uh, and pump it there, so there are a lot, it creates a lot of flexibility, a lot more opportunity for growth for the for the platform, makes it more longer term sustainable. And I don't think it really, you know, it doesn't really touch the core pools a whole lot. I guess the ICX SICX pool a little bit, but I don't think people use that a whole lot anyway. Um, and don't, you know, it's a, it's a nice little bonus to get a little bit of BALN for converting your SICX. Or I'm sorry, your ICX to SICX, uh, but I don't think people do it just to earn that. Um, so it, it doesn't, you know, it, it, it shaves away a little bit of incentives, but from areas that don't really need it to begin with, uh, and puts it toward kind of growing the platform over the long term. I think it boosts the, the, the percentage of BALN that goes into the Dow front, it goes from 5% to 20%. So kind of a, you know, a fourfold increase, um, yeah. and that'll certainly be, certainly be helpful. So, and, and I have that on, uh, I've had it on screen this whole time, Mike and Graffa oh, okay. is spot on. So your biggest change essentially is, um, to the borrowers so from the current 20 percent it's dropping to 10 um and the dow fund now this is very interesting because it's um gone from five to 20 percent um and i'm glad you touched on it it is so important you know rather have this the dow fund full and in a real good state than kind of dispersing it off as rewards um because once in the Dow fund, two years from now, if if it's like ridiculously uh, full and, you know, <laughs> looked after, we can just vote for that to be then distributed to the balance holders, kind of like a retro retro drop per se, you know, better to be in that situation than um, finding ourselves, oh crap, we have certain stuff that something happens, we're required to use Dow fund, the Dow funds, but we just don't have enough money in there. Um, so... Yeah, I quite like uh, quite like um, what I'm seeing here with these changes. I am I am surprised about the um, balance stakers. I would have thought at the same time. Uh, I mean, there's is the last proposal. Is that uh, I guess is that a reason why I can graph it? Because the last one is about locking up in a way, staking your balance for more rewards. That um, they're not looking to. Because when you reflect on Ohm, 5% of the Ohm distribution is going to Ohm stakers to incentivize staking. Uh, I'm, I'm not, well, let's see, it's it, for new it says 0.0% and then for current it says 0%. That's right. Or, um, yeah, so, so it, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember what the status of the kind of, like, you know, when you say balance stakers now, it's basically the people who are, you know, staking balance where it's only three days to withdraw. That's so right. I don't, I can't remember if the boosted way is going to replace that. Yeah. Um, which I think would make sense. Uh, in which case it kind of creates a, a new dynamic um, hmm. as opposed to uh, just because it, it kind of makes it a little bit redundant. Um, and so we'll, we'll, we'll probably get some, a bit more clarity at some point in the future, but um, either way, uh, you know, always good to, always good to boost the Dow fund because at the end of the day, if you end up not needing the funds or you end up with a blow to Dow fund, you can always end up ultimately redistributing those, th those funds back to the, to the users who, you know, potentially would have earned them in the first place. Yeah. Agree. No, good stuff. Good overview.
Okay, what have we got next? Uh, so as we kind of alluded to, um, there's a pending BNUSD slash IUSDC pair uh, pool being um, set. It initially got added, but there was a little bit of a bug there, so they pulled it back. So I think at any time we'll see it pop back up. So by the time you're listening, it might be live. Uh, but obviously, you know, that's kind of alludes to what we were talking about with, as far as having a, a, a liquidity pool with stable coins and a chance to kind of swap those in and out, um, which provides, you know, if you have a bunch of BNUSD you're just sitting on and want to, want to you know, basically give it some exposure on um, Ohm, uh, you have a chance to do that by converting it to IC, IUSDC and then loaning it out there. Um, so just provides a nice little flexibility. So hopefully that gets launched uh, very quickly. And also um, the, I don't know if any, you know, for those who are in the Discord, uh, the official balanced Discord channel, there's a nice little activity feed there. So you can really get a sense of, you know, how much it, I was a bit, you know, I knew a good amount was going on, but to actually stare at that feed and see every transaction just kind of pop up you know, in front of your eyes. Uh, it's pretty cool to see how much activity is really going on on the platform at any given moment, essentially. Uh, and so they have been, I believe, I believe Brian from Rhizome built it um, and, and or assisted with building it. Uh, but they're now, it shows uh, swaps, loan originations and loan repayments as well. So those weren't in there initially, uh, but those now pop up as um, uh, activities in the activity feed. Yep. So it was Brian. He actually built this for the Rhizome DAO. Um, so we've had a lot of that in the DAO oh, right. for yep. a while, and now he's right, implemented right. it. So it's good to see. And yeah, it, it does get addictive. I've just uh, now intentionally don't go and look at it because next thing you know, it's 9 a.m. Next thing it's 5 p.m. I was like, what happened to my day? <laughs> yeah. Just staring um, at yep, just staring activity. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay. Cool, though. That's great. And, um, what else do we have? Is that that's all the balance news, isn't it? Yeah, for the most part. Uh, again, there was also some balance tidbits in that community session. So just another plug for that when that drops. Oh yes, yes. Uh, that community session had a lot of everything, which was good. Um, okay. Uh, next up, we have Icon News. So uh, we've seen a little bit. It's good to see Min tweeting again. He's excited about this documentary um, for for the coins documentary to be out. Um, I think you know more about this icon grapher. Do you want to? Yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but there is. It's it's a uh, documentary series appearing on, um, being released on YouTube. Really high production, really good. Uh, it's basically, you know, anyone, at least the initial, the episodes that are out thus far, as far as who, who I saw was, you know, it's kind of the original, you know, the original Bitcoiners, uh, you know, Eric Eric Voorhees, Roger Ver, uh, Ver, all those guys. So they, they got some pretty heavy hitters to appear on that and just kind of, you know, kind of explains the origin of Bitcoin and the story and everything like that. But, um, and I, you know, I assume as time goes on, it'll start delving into other projects, things like that. But nonetheless, uh, Icon is sponsoring it in some way, shape or form. Um, so I don't know, you know, he, he just kind of tweeted a little bit of a preview 10 second video and at the end you see the icon logo which is certainly nice it's a little bit more of a different marketing approach that we've seen in the past you know i think a lot of people have clamored for something like this usually it's in the form of you know paying off some youtube shill or something like that but mm -hmm. i think this is a bit more of a uh a broader uh more a bit more of a thoughtful approach uh in the sense that you know especially i think the people who are going to be watching this are going to be relatively new entrants into the space mm -hmm. uh, just because i do think it is kind of an introductory documentary so to have some exp initial exposure there um certainly good and of course you know one sponsorship isn't going to change the world or anything like that it's not going to you know drive everyone to go 
look at the icon ecosystem, but it is a nice little um, piece of the puzzle and more stuff like that is certainly encouraging to see um, in general. Yeah, look, it's happening. That's the point, right? I can grab it like we, we are seeing more of this happening, sponsorship, reimagine, lots of different things, but this is kind of a real big um, piece. And you know what? I'd like to see more noise made about this um, from, you know, this is not a one-time thing. Everyone should be coming out once this is released and just making a big deal that Icon is sponsoring it. We've got to celebrate everything, push everything, I feel. Uh, but yeah, great to see. Um, next up, we have... Uh, TJ gave an update and I love these uh, update that CPS has been topped up so we can see that 140,000 ICX has been sent to the CPS fund so it's bringing it back up to 237 now if you remember when it launched we were hovering 250 we've had many projects I think he's put out a tweet since then around 300 and something thousand ICX has already been utilized to fund projects various projects um and or even post that we still have now total of 237 and it comes back down to this point that building is required if teams are coming to the party building new products and require funding um uh, peer reps have to be open and pre-ask questions if they think they're asking for too much they need to kind of get in there and ask ask it beforehand before it gets into the voting stage um because ultimately that's what the cps fund is there for right it's not there to be uh, <laughs> let's look at the number go up let's look at it being utilized to build stuff on um for icon so um great to see this happening and and look last thing is uh, i always come back to this is this is without icon 2.0 right and um I kind of put TJ on the spot in the community sessions. I didn't mean to, um, full disclosure. I was just excited about uh, the conversations around what else could be built on top of the CPS fund to leverage off what's what's being held in the treasury um, from a launchpad perspective, etc. But, uh, you know, one thing he did comment is we'd, with Icon 2.0, we probably see the fund fill up quite quickly and then essentially post 1 million, all that, extra ICX will keep getting burnt unless the fund is being utilized. So um, uh, right now we're just seeing month by month top ups of 140,000 ICX. This is based on the foundation nodes rewards. Now imagine the entire network's inflation being driven rather than just one node's reward. So uh, I, I think it really helps put it into perspective. And I'm really excited about uh, when um, the Icon 2.0, some of the proposals. So in the last few updates, they have hinted very soon we should start seeing some of these proposal changes when Icon 2.0 goes live. Obviously, these changes need to get voted in. They're not just going to be... Um, pushed on to everyone it is it is you know a decentralized um a chain after all but it's a big one and and it will have a big impact so i'm really hoping uh once icon 2.0 rolls out and things like that we see more p reps registered to have a say um of where funding should be allocated and two uh, we 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 see people kind of back off this oh you want this much to build this when technically it's really they're not asking for a lot it's just more that we keep looking at that number and worrying that we're the funds are dwindling but if we see daily top-ups happening it may it may create that ease um from a mindset perspective but yeah i can graph sorry i ranted you know i'm very passionate about this yeah no i, I pretty much agree with 
everything you said there. So <clears throat> it'll be interesting. You know, I think even when, you know, if, if BTB is as successful as we hope it is, and, you know, even just watching Ohm and Balance and how much just those two, now that they're both open, how much money's potentially going to be moving around there um, when you open that up all, all the, you know, to the, to the whole crypto world or a good chunk of the crypto world, you know, I, hopefully a good amount of assets start flowing between that thing uh, to where there's a good amount of, of fees being paid every day. Uh, and those, you know, those fees be at the auction. Uh, so even if, you know, even if it's at a million and then there's a project for 50K ICX that gets rewarded, you know, within a day or two, it's already topped back up over a million or something like that would be pretty awesome. So mm. um, I don't know if we, how long it'll take to get to that point, but even then it'll be, you know, I think those, I think those times where it's below a million and it starts to look like it's quote unquote going down, um, you know, by the time that information gets processed, it'll, you know, it'll be topped up or close to topped up pretty soon. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Look, it's exciting. Uh, Good. What else we got? I was gonna say the, uh, we got this, I can't remember this is this week or last week, but I don't think we talked about it yet, but basically, um, icon foundation made a strategic investment in bit to me, mm. uh, which is a leading blockchain platform in Europe. Um, obviously I'm not in Europe, so I haven't had direct exposure to it or anything like that. Uh, so I can't speak ent entirely on kind of all the little nuances of it. Uh, but nonetheless, it does sound like it's kind of a growing emerging platform out there. And so to have exposure to, um, a growing market and, and one that I believe I can't remember if it's icon or someone else pointed out that, you know, icons market in Europe isn't quite as strong as it is in other places. Uh, you know, I think in America, it's got a pretty good following as well as in Asia, but Europe, um, not so much. And so to kind of get exposure there, but also it's, it's one of those kind of a, a very strategic, you know, it's, it's marketing to a certain extent, but it's also getting more exposure. And so again, it, it reminds me of kind of what we've talked about as far as the, the YouTube advertisement where, um, you know, it's not going to make an immediate difference, but it's one of those things where as they do more and more of this, uh, you know, start to, you know, you'll look up and all of a sudden you see it everywhere. It, it kind of reminds me of, you know, FTX where, uh, you know, I hadn't really heard of FTX, the, the, the exchange. Mm. And then all of a sudden I look up and it's like literally everywhere, Boom. including on, you know, NBA stadiums and uh, umpires at baseball games and other things like that. So I don't think we're going to be that dramatic because uh, FTX loves to throw around money on that sort of stuff, which <laughs> makes sense for their business model. But nonetheless, it's one of those things where, you know, it's kind of a slow burn, but all of a sudden you wake up and, you know, you can't go, you can't be hanging out in the crypto community for more than a few minutes without seeing some sort of, you know, icon uh, branding or whatever it might be. And, and again, this is, this takes time, but you can see they're taking steps kind of in that direction to do that type of stuff. Yeah, look, it's great to see more of this. I agree. Look, I've always said I've never been a fan of shilling on YouTube with these people. People have very passionate views about such things. Uh, I just don't get it. I, I get it impacts number go up, but overall uh, credibility... Uh, I, I start to draw the line. It's like, uh, what is better? Personally, uh, I, I see things like this is great. Um, you know, strategic investments. And we can see a few of these have played out in the last three months, especially um, the market making news as well. So um, hopefully this trend continues. It's good to see that they're looking at, well, where aren't, where haven't we got any saturation and what can we do to, to get more awareness um, out there? So, Yes, agree. This is this was a good one. Okay, what else have we got? Okay, so I, I think um, that's icon news. Now we roll into the NFT section. 
Yeah, we've uh, you know, there's there's enough going on where it warrants its own little category here. Um, and so one of the you know, uh, Winable, which is I think kind of the, you know one of the initial CPS proposals, mm. uh, one of the initial kind of NFT projects to announce itself on Icon. Uh, they they concluded their presale. Um, I think they sold 200 bottles, if I recall correctly. Uh, and the price was around, I think it was like 410 ICX, something like that. Mm. And, uh, you know, people had to, you know, you would pay, but you wouldn't necessarily which, know which edition you were kind of getting. Uh, and everyone everyone got their editions. You know, I think most, most of them, you know, there's only a few rare ones, which is what the you know term rare means. Uh, and then the more the more common there were, the more there are. So a lot of people ended up with just kind of the original, kind of the the lower tier, I guess you could say. Uh, but there were some few who got lucky ones, like you know the diamond edition and things like that. So they're already up on uh, you know there's a few people trying to resell up on craft. So if you miss the presale and want to try to get one on the open market, uh, feel free to do so. They're like I said, they're ranging in price from 410 to you know I think I saw and this is and this is in terms of how they're listed. Um, so just because it's listed doesn't mean it's necessarily worth that much. But nonetheless, you know 410 to I think you know 1500 something like that in that kind of range. So um, we'll see you know it just it just started on the secondary market so we'll see how it plays out but obviously this one's unique because it's an nft but the nft entitles you to an actual bottle of wine um and you don't have to worry about the uh you know custody and everything like that they the winery holds it maintains it cares for it so you can sit on that nft for you know 10 years and then decide to sell it and you know when you eventually do want that wine uh, the NFT gets burned, but you get your bottle of wine. So kind of a unique approach. Uh, nice to see it play out. And I'm looking forward to kind of watching that market, uh, how it works and just kind of seeing it as a, as a use case for other, you know, future kind of similar NFT correlated with real world assets uh, situations. Yeah, look, I, I think this is what I loved about this. I just loved there was a real world uh, aspect to it where, yes, the NFT is in the virtual sense, but you can then burn it and claim the bottle if you just feel like drinking the wine um i must say i i have woken up we've had community sessions we had this i haven't had a chance to look at what my bottle was i i, I actually took part in this and bought a bottle um not not that i'm a big wino or anything i just i just loved it the, the concept of it so i wanted to support it and um yeah oh I'm, I'm, i can't wait to see i hope i got one of the Maybe maybe you're talking. Maybe I'm talking to a diamond holder at this very moment. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, not knowing is bliss. So I I won't check yeah. it, and we'll just I'll just ride this cred. <laughs> it's it's a uh, Schrodinger's wine until it's both a diamond and not a diamond until you uh, until you look at it. Exactly. Oh, okay, that's great. Um, next up, we have Project Nebula dropped uh, a bit of a update so we know that crafting is going to be part of the game and you, you probably noticed um especially if you had uh gen zero planets and claimed the loot boxes mystery boxes you got a whole lot of stuff in your inventory and it says it's for crafting so that that is they've just dropped a little bit of hint you know part of their lore but very excited about this essentially crafting will enable you to create new nfts in the game so um th that's kind of cool and, and can't wait for the next update uh one thing i will call out while we're on the um project nebula uh train uh recently if you didn't know there was a change they implemented in the game so uh you know the game is timed cooldowns etc uh one of the cooldowns they've implemented it used to be if you claimed a planet 
there was a 24-hour cooldown period where you couldn't claim if you found another planet. This has now been extended out to three days. So just um, if you're wondering, if you're flying around and you're not part of the discords or, or any of the other chats and you're trying to claim a planet and wondering what's going on, it's not a glitch. It's it's a change they've made, probably to just streamline the gaming experience so that, um, you know, um, I guess people can't go around hoarding planets and give giving a chance for all the players out there um, to experience every aspect of the game that's i assume that i haven't spoken to the team directly but i can confirm it is a three-day cooldown there you go yeah it's nice to see you know it's already nice to see them uh you know already building in new features new changes uh you know i think the crafting could be pretty fun so nice to see, you know they've, they've only been you know they launched almost exactly a month ago and they're already working on uh rolling out new feature sets and things like that so it'll be it'll be fun to watch that ecosystem evolve as well yep agree great i think um that's about it from from my end Icongrapher, have we left anything out no i think that's pretty much all the all the big news and everything like that you know i think it'll be exciting to watch uh ohm over the next week here especially with the rewards get distributed and um you know new pools get added and things like that uh just in terms of you know which which way people are going with assets you know there's there were already a good chunk of strategies on just when balanced with there was there. Um, and now there's just going to be, you know, I don't want to say infinite, but certainly the number of the number of strategies are going to be very diverse. So I think you'll see more discussions based around that. Um, and so that'll be, that'll be fun to watch within the community as well. Yep. Agree. Um, look, as always, uh, make sure you like subscribe, share this around. One, one thing I didn't, um, I am going to tweet about it, but, uh, I, I came to be aware of in the Rhizome DAO recently, a dev joined and wanted to help out. Um, and, you know, it got talking. He has quite, quite a lot of experience in the skill sets any team would want uh, from a dev. And it turns out he made mention that he actually was listening to Iron Icon and, and heard us always saying things, you know, what's happening on in the Icon ecosystem, everything that's being built, and always encourage if they're devs and stuff to, you know, join joined the building um and that's what prompted him to get involved so uh, you know that was recently i can graph and when i saw that i was like oh that's brilliant you know because we always try and say and encourage and do it's good that um even if we pulled one dev that's good in my book so we're making a difference so a nice um little pick me up and and great to see that the community is responding uh to to the podcast and everything we're bringing to them if you're listening, if you're listening, and you have a friend who's a developer, make sure you just send them the podcast. That's and right. You know, we'll have 500 developers in no time. <laughs> uh, as always, look, everyone, it's not financial advice. Uh, we're just sharing our views and insights. And thank you again to Donnie who collates everything for Ion Icon so that we can give you the latest and greatest but um not financial advice make sure you do your own research and your investments are your decisions um as always uh, we love bringing you this stuff please make sure you like follow share and until next time take care everyone see ya